0: So, I remember working in restaurants when I was just, geez, 16. I got a a job working car side, like curbside pickup. Crazy how in the last few months how popular that's become. Compared to like back then, I feel like it was a fairly new thing. But, you know, we were also responsible for helping, like, bus tables and stuff like that for servers also. And I remember the servers used to always refer to certain customers as Canadian. They would refer to black customers as Canadian. And it's funny, because as this thing has gone on, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, I don't... I don't see racism everywhere the way these protesters say that racism is everywhere and I just don't see it. And more recently I've kind of been thinking about that. You know, oh, I just got sat with some Canadians. I guess the idea, what, did they not have tipping in Canada or something? Was that what they were trying to say? I don't know. And a couple years later, I started waiting tables myself. And I started to notice something kind of odd. You know, because they would seat me with these tables as they come in, more experienced servers. Yeah, oh, it'd be good practice. It'd be good practice for you since you're new. And I noticed something weird. They tipped the same as everyone else. And it wasn't just the one restaurant. No, it was it was a lot of different restaurants that I worked at. They might not have called them Canadian, but the sentiment was the same. And I would just... ...offer to take those tables... When somebody started throwing a fit about it, I couldn't stand to hear it. Because, like I said, they tipped the same. There was really no difference. And... I remember at a certain point when I became a really experienced server, when I really could sell and provide a five-star experience for people. I actually started to notice something different. Five-star reviews regularly. I could, I would get more reviews than anyone else because I just provided the same service always. And after a while of that, I got into the car business. We were a Nissan store, so you know, we had a, a pretty pretty broad demographic, but we still had a lot of a lot of black customers at Nissan also. A lot of black salespeople too. And I remember when I was new at Nissan. You know, when an Indian customer would come in. And the older, more experienced salespeople. Oh, it'd be good practice. It'd be good practice. And this wasn't just white salespeople saying it'd be good practice. No, I... I mean, I really... To be honest, it was mostly black salespeople saying, it'd be good practice. I'm not taking Indian customers. And there was one guy that I worked with. Every single Indian customer, he was the first one, first one to pop up. And he sold them. And he got a lot of referrals. And I remember, I became friends with the guy. He's a little abrasive at times. But I talked to him, and I had asked him, you know, what did he do? What did he do differently? And, you know, he didn't really have an answer. He just said, he just ran straight towards every customer that came in always and then after you know he sold a car to one Indian family and they bought another from him and then they referred their friends and then he got to the point where just through talking to them you know they're a pretty tight-knit community in the short pump area apparently so you know They knew a lot of the same people, or they went to the same places, and he was just able to carry on a conversation that had, I guess, a little more substance to it. And in thinking about that, I kind of realized, you know, racism is definitely... Even through my own experience, I can say it's, it's undeniable. It definitely exists. I've, I've seen it firsthand. And when I was working in restaurants, no, I didn't speak up and say something. I didn't go tell a manager. These people are basically shoving off your clientele. But I remember getting out of the car business, going back to restaurants for a little bit before I went back to school. And I remember this lady came in for lunch at this place I was working at. It was a real nice place. Like, by night, it was like a four or five star sort of place. Real expensive. But you could get a pretty reasonable lunch. This woman comes in. She orders a lasagna. Or well, rather, she came in. And every server insisted that that table was not part of their section. All immigrants, by the way. All the servers in this restaurant. All immigrants. I was the only white American that works there. And I mean that in all seriousness. That's not a hyperbole. This woman sits down in every single server and says, well, that's not my section. I'm pretty sure it's their section. Oh, no, 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 it's not mine, it's theirs. And this woman sat there for three minutes. Nobody even came up and gave her so much as a water. She's just sitting there with her menu. And I just, without asking anyone, just went up and started waiting on her because at where where I got trained, if a table sat ungreeted for more than two minutes... That was anybody's table. No matter where it was. I was there to make some money. So, you know, I greet the lady. She already knows what she wants. It's like, pretty sure it was a Diet Coke and a lasagna. I know she ordered the lasagna. I think she ordered a Diet Coke. Or maybe it was Sprite. But, you know, I get that for a while... She's waiting on her lunch. I think I bring her a little bit of bread. I ask her what else, you know, if she'd like anything else. She says no. I bring her food out. I go ahead and get her a refill. And while she's having her lasagna, I told her we did half glasses of wine at lunch. She wanted a half a glass of wine to go with her lasagna. She says no because she's working. So, you know... Another minute goes by. You want to come back and check. I ask her, make sure everything's tasting right. I'm pretty sure I actually brought her another refill. Because I think that she... It looked like she was going through that... That Sprite real quick. And then... You know, easy transaction at the end. I always carry the check over. Ask her if she wants dessert. And the woman says, No, just the check. I already had it on me. And so, like, you know, I always carry the dessert menu and the check. So either way we go, I've already got what they need. So then, you know, I drop off the check. I tell her I'll be back in a minute. And by the time I come back, she's already gone. Bills paid. It was like it was like twelve bucks, I think. It was like a twelve dollar lunch. She gave me fifteen. It was just a perfectly reasonable tip for a reasonable priced lunch, in my opinion. Considering I really didn't have to go to that table more than two or three times. I just didn't want her to feel shrugged off, because no doubt she felt shrugged off walking through the door, <laughs> sitting there for three whole minutes. It only took seven minutes to make her food, so. You know, I collect the collect the money, you know, get all the plates and dishes off the table, and as I'm walking back to the kitchen, I see her standing next to the door. And she's like, kind of has this pensive sort of look on her face. And I'm afraid that she's going to complain that it took so long for anyone to greet her, because Lord knows I would. So I hurry up and put the dishes down. I ask another server to... Bust them properly for me because I saw my customer standing next to the door. So I run over and I just say, like, you know, is everything all right? Are you waiting on a, your Uber or a car or something? And she says, no, she was waiting for me. She said that she stopped coming to that restaurant because she felt like she was ignored by the staff. And that particular day, she just really, really wanted that really great lasagna, even though she had determined herself not to come back. And the woman gave me, I think she literally gave me another $10. If I remember right, she she tipped me extraordinarily well, in addition to the couple bucks she had already left me. And then she said to me, anytime I come back for lunch, I'm going to ask for you or if any of my coworkers or my friends want to come to lunch. And she was uh, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Not concierge. She worked for one of the hotels. So she was like a planner. So when people would call the desk and say like, hey, where do we go or what? You know, what shows are going on tonight. You know, she was in charge of sending people to restaurants. And she got my name specifically so she could book reservations at that restaurant with me. Because she felt confident that she could trust me to take care of people right. And now I know that this sounds like some self-congratulatory bullshit. it is I mean to be totally fair but as I look at the people posting and sharing and you know educating people on racism and I'm like really happy to see it especially after taking a couple steps back and really thinking about what you know, obviously this hasn't affected me directly. Well, I mean, it has. I've made a lot more money as people ignorantly pass up customers in the sales field. So it has affected me. It's actually, it's. you want to talk about white privilege, I've not been discriminated against, but I have benefited on other people leaving free money lying around. Uh, and I see people sharing the memes about you know what what is white privilege like you know race you know what what does racism mean white silence all of that stuff and as I see all these memes going around it's and I'm not saying this is reflective of the whole movement, not by not by a long shot. But what I am saying is a lot of these people sharing this stuff that I see are those same people that said, oh, I just got sat with some Canadians. They're the same people that said, I haven't sold a car all day. It's three little Indians out here. Those same people. And honestly, it kind of makes me mad. So, I feel like an asshole because I've not said anything about this. I feel like I've just been quietly thinking and contemplating and evaluating. You know, protests are good and you know, but, but rioting and burning buildings, you know, that just seems unnecessary. Like, you know, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's real, real nice to be able to just sit back and think and to just try and think about your total opinion on things. But I don't know, just today I was, I drove past, drove past that first restaurant job I had. And I looked, I looked at the building and that that thought came to mind. And I thought how just a couple of days ago I saw one of those waitresses educating people on, on racism. I thought to myself, you know, to someone like you, there would certainly be no question that racism still exists. Because I got to firsthand witness you Projecting that onto people. And by no means am I trying to say that my hands are clean. I mean, I think most people that have grown... You know, it's a sure sign of growth that you look back on some dumb fucking joke that you made 10 years ago. And if you if you're not looking back and thinking, "Oh my god, why did I say that?" then it's possible you haven't grown as a person. Say it's it's likely you haven't grown as a person. And I think there's I don't know there's a lot of people scared about what comes next after all of this, but all in all i I think I think things will get better.